Good evening, everyone. It's another edition of 11 Miles Sessions Live, and I am your host, Scott Boatwright. And with me, I have Mr. Garnet Grimm, who's the drummer for Savoy Brown. Hey, Good evening, welcome. Garnet. Hey, thank you. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure. How you doing? Doing very well. Appreciate, uh, appreciate the time. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I just get curious, where are you at right now, geographically? I'm in New York. I'm in central New York, Syracuse, New York. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So the weather isn't a whole lot different than it is here. We're in Detroit. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I think if, yes, I think we're about the same. If you, if you started, you know, as the crow flies, we'll probably, probably cross right across each other's paths, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, we're here to talk about uh, the latest album called Blues All Around. And I guess you could say, if I'm not mistaken, that's the final Savoy Brown album. Yeah, well, um, I'm not sure. Uh, Kim did leave quite a few demos and mm -hmm. he left. Uh, there's a lot of work he did. You know, I think he wanted to do another recording, so... He did have some songs at the ready, uh, so it is possible that you could see another Savoy Brown recording, but we have to wait and see. I mean, you'd have to have the right people uh, mm -hmm. in line for that. But, um, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say it's not the last, but it's definitely the latest. Okay. Well, you guys were working really hard. I mean, you just came out with an album last year, right? And then you had this one, so he must have been really working, you know, to get a lot of music out before, unfortunately, he passed. Yeah, I got to tell you, Kim was a, a phenomenal songwriter. I, I was stunned at the amount of music that he could put out. Um, he would, we were in contact uh, every week, the band was, if we were on the road or not. Uh, and he would often uh, send us demos, um, you know, during the week when we were not traveling and want us to listen to stuff. And oftentimes he would have something he wanted to show us when we were on the road and we'd, we'd kind of rehearse them or check, you know, try the tunes out on, uh, at sound checks. And um, so... I mean, he really had a lot, a lot of stuff that he was working on. It was, it was amazing to me how much songs, how much music he could write. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, that was just part of his life, part of his makeup. He would get up every day and uh, start writing songs. That was one of his, that was part of his routine, believe it mm -hmm. or not. And um, every day he would try try to sit behind the guitar a little bit and see what he could come up with and so it was amazing so not only was he a prolific musician but he was a road warrior wasn't he I mean... <laughs> yes he was <laughs> yes he was i mean kim kim started the band when he was about 16 in his bedroom and uh with some local kids in the london area and mm -hmm. uh kept it going for almost six decades and and he put on some miles that guy for sure so uh 
uh, in the years and had some great musicians, great players. And uh, I was fortunate enough to uh, meet Kim in 1999. Uh, we became friends and uh, I officially joined Savoy Brown in 2009. And, um, uh, you know, I was able to do quite a bit of traveling with him as well. But, uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he definitely put on the miles. He was a frequent flyer, that guy. Well, I know he was a frequent flyer here in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken, where he would usually stop, all three of you actually, was the Magic Bag in Ferndale, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, I love the Magic Bag, yes. And I know you yes. guys always filled that place, didn't you? Yes. In fact, you know, one of, the, one of my, I remember the Magic Bag so well because the first trip I ever did with Kim I went to Chicago and Milwaukee, and I believe we hit the magic bag on the way home So from that trip. So I, that was on the very first trip I did with Kim. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was one of our stops. It was awesome. Mm -hmm. yeah. Detroit loved him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had a great, great following there. So. Yeah. So how did you and Pat, that's the bass player, right? How did you uh, right. hook up with him? You know, I know you said you met him in 99. How did that start? Right. So uh, I had a mutual friend that was uh, managing. Uh, Kim and I had a mutual friend. Uh, this uh, individual was managing someone I was uh, a singer that I was working with. And um, uh, he also had started working on a solo recording with Kim. And he called me up and asked me if I would be interested in putting some drums uh, to, you know, some percussion parts on this record. And I, of course, I jumped on it when I found out it was Kim. And uh, mm -hmm. I mean, be, I, I had known of Savoy Brown a long time before this meeting. And, uh, uh, and I also knew that Kim was living not too far from uh, from where I live. He uh, had married a lovely lady that lives up on Lake Ontario, not too far from where I live. So I knew okay. he was living in the area. Yeah, mm -hmm. I knew he was in the area, but I had never met him at that point. And um, so uh, when the opportunity came, of course, I jumped on it. And um, I was, I was, uh, I was uh, surprised to see Pat uh, that day was in the studio that very day with Kim when I got there. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had known Pat from regional bands in the area. I did not know that Pat and Kim had known each other. They were friends. Mm -hmm. So, and I had known Pat. So there was kind of a connection there. We had a really good, we had a really good day. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, mm -hmm. I remember. And, uh, we hit it off really well, all three of us, and became sort of friends from there, from there on out. Mm -hmm. And um, so, what happened with was uh, uh, we had played some gigs together, just acoustic gigs, uh, electric acoustic kind of gigs with Kim. Nothing to do with Savoy Brown. It was just a side project that he was mm -hmm. doing. So. Um, uh, but later on, around 2008 or nine, uh, the bass player that Kim was using in Savoy Brown had some health issues. So Pat was uh, asked by Kim if he could uh, fill in 
on some dates. Uh, Pat then called me and said, hey, Kim's offering me some work. Can you help me work on these tunes and get them up to speed for the gig? So we all went out to Kim's place and uh, had, a, had a great time learning. Uh, Pat and I learned 90 minutes of Savoy Brown material. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so wow. it, wasn't, it wasn't long after that. It wasn't long after that that uh, Kim had started thinking about changing up the band and, mm-hmm. and had asked me to come aboard. So that's kind of how it went. And uh, it was nice because uh, we were, we already knew each other. We were friends and um, there was no uh, stress uh, about, you know, okay, show up Tuesday at six o'clock and that's your audition. There was none of that. It was more, it was more informal. And uh, so you weren't that nervous at the beginning? Well, I wasn't too nervous at Kim's place because I had been there before, of course. Mm-hmm. I, I got a little nervous when I got out on the road with him and realized that uh, I was really playing with this band that's legendary, you know, mm-hmm. and has fans all over the world. And, uh, um, you know, that, that's when I got a little nervous. But uh, mm-hmm. but, I, but Kim was very patient with us and uh, uh, very good about... Um, you know, taking Pat and I under his wing and, you know, we benefited from all of his hard work, you know, leading up to the time we were in there, you know, so I was very grateful for the time. So you were like the rest of us, you were listening to him on FM radio back in the day? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. I think, I I think, uh, believe it or not, I think I had a I had a Savoy Brown on eight track. I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> now you're dating yourself. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So the, this wasn't like uh, working with a rock star at all, was it? No, Kim was very humble, uh, very down to earth uh, human being. Um, I I often say you wouldn't you wouldn't know uh, that he had done everything that he had done if if nobody told you you know if you, mm-hmm. i mean if he walked into a if he walked into the grocery store uh, he was just he was just another guy you know mm-hmm. i mean you, a lot of you know but uh he didn't he didn't come with a lot of pomp and circumstance but mm-hmm. wow what an influence he had you know uh, he really had a big influence on a lot of uh, musicians mm-hmm. and players uh, every time I'm amazed at, uh, some of the people I, I've either heard, uh, come across or I've heard that are covering his songs or was, uh, definitely an influence influenced by Kim. So it's, it's pretty cool to, uh, for me to be able to get as close as I did, uh, to this, you know, Kim, uh, creative giant really. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, it was, a it was a very, uh, moving for me to call him a friend, you know, mm-hmm. uh, we were that close and, uh, um, and Pat and I and Kim together, I think we were, uh, very good friends. Uh, we used to, you know, we were, we did everything together for about 14 years. We played together, ate together, you know, slept together, you know, so not literally, but... together. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spent Spent a lot of miles on the car and yeah. on planes, so, so so those those things, uh, you know, they 
you know, you learn a lot about somebody when you're in that situation. So. Oh yeah, you're like family or a married couple in some respects. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. Uh, you yeah. and Pat got to hang in with him the longest, right? As far as performing yep. and all that. Yeah, I think so. I I mean, I haven't I haven't really sat down and and taken a hard look at everybody that's been in the band, but I think and I think Kim mentioned this that uh, at one point that Pat and I were the longest running rhythm section the band has ever had. So mm. so I think I think we could should get a T-shirt or something for that. You, you, know? you get your own <laughs> thing to brag about now, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> But you get to work on a lot of uh, music with him, a lot of new songs. You know, there's a lot of yes. uh, bands that have been around that long. It's like they're still playing the songs from 40 years ago. Maybe Once in a Blue Moon come up with some new music. But he never stopped, yeah. did he? He never did stop. And that's a good point you bring up. I'm glad you bring that up. I mean, his, you know... You know, he was contemporaries with some of the biggest guitar players on the planet, you know, uh, Eric Clapton and Peter Jeff Green. Beck. He knew the, Peter Green, he knew these guys. And, mm -hmm. um, but the writing, the body of work that, that Kim put out was just incredible. I think that it surpasses a lot of his contemporaries. And I, I hope that history will know that sometime mm -hmm. um and he was equally just a great guitar player i mean uh you know i mean they're i don't know when but i don't know if they're making guys like him anymore uh <laughs> mm -hmm. you know he was a great guitar player great songwriter and mm -hmm. uh, a hard he was a hard worker i mean he was always always had his mind on the on what was going on with the band and mm -hmm. But but at the same time, he would for me anyway with with Pat and I, um, he was able to balance uh, you know life. I, I mean, he was interested in uh, your family life and what was going on in your life outside of the band. Mm -hmm. So uh, you know he he had some some concerns and cares that way as well. You know, it wasn't it wasn't all business with him. Yeah. So. So definitely a blue collar mentality all around. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, blues all around. This that got released in February. It looks like I'm reading here on Cordo Records, and that's available all right. over the world. Um, where would be the best place to find this? Do you know? I mean, I would imagine well, there's SadboyBrown.com, for instance, right? Right. Well, I mean, yes. If you're asking me, I'd like to tell everybody, all the listeners, to at least go to the Savoy Brown website, check it out. Uh, you can get the new CD there, and uh, um, you can see a discography on the band, uh, a history on the band, uh, some other merchandise, and of course, you can see some of Kim's paintings. He was also a painter, oh. so... Yeah, there's a lot to check. There's a lot to check out there, uh, but it's available all over the place on all the tr streaming services. Amazon, you know, you can you can get it there. So um, it's it's available. Wow, what a slacker! I tell you, all that music. You found time to do side projects, digital art. Yeah, and family. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. 
I think he definitely. Yeah, I've made got a mark. couple. Go ahead. I've got a couple of pieces of his artwork here at my house, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm so fortunate to have it. And uh, yeah, it's something. Yeah, check it out. I think it's pretty cool. He used to paint. You know, his forte was he was he would paint guitars and, and mm-hmm. different uh, different uh, add little different colors and textures to the to each one, and it, mm-hmm. it was cool. So. He was smart. And, uh, Instead of buying all these guitars, he could just paint some. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the time I the time I spent with him, I, there were people that were giving him guitars. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I want that job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he had guitars that he had purchased, but, but I know he had a few that people had given to him. So I don't mm-hmm. know. You know. Mm-hmm. He still. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he still got a closet at home full of them. You know. Mm-hmm. All right, so as we talked at the beginning of the interview, there might be more new music. Don't know yet. You know, those demos might um, come to something. Now, I'm assuming the demos contain you and Pat performing with him, those songs, correct? Well, um, not necessarily. I mean, the demos, usually what he did, uh, uh, I mean, there may be some rehearsal, uh, Mm -hmm. there may be some rehearsal stuff in there. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But... um, a lot of times Kim would just uh, sit down with a guitar and uh, just play the basic changes in a vocal part. And then he would send them to us in an email often. Or what we, what we would do is he'd have them stored on his iPad or something mm-hmm. like that and or in his phone. And if we were on the road, he'd say, hey, check this out. I, you know. I, I recorded this earlier and I want to want to know what do you, you think about it. So mm-hmm. um, uh, it was often just him and a guitar. So uh, okay. some of those demos I'm talking about are, are uh, archived like that, but uh, there also could be some rehearsal material in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's certainly not out of the question. So, but it, certainly you sure. and Pat could add your parts and they could put it together. Oh right? yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. I mean, you know, like, for example, with this recording, uh, Blues All Around, it had to be done a little bit different because Kim just felt like he couldn't uh, spend a lot of time in the studio like he always had done. Mm-hmm. And we had we always recorded live. Every Everything I did with Kim up to this point had been live. Mm-hmm. And um, but this time we had to build it from the ground up. So. Uh, what we did was Kim had taken a demo, which was just him and a guitar. Uh, he also put a click track behind him. So I knew I knew what tempo he wanted it to be at, the song. So, mm-hmm. uh, so he would uh, play with the click track, and it would be just him and a guitar. And um, then Pat and I went in separately, together, uh, separate from Kim. And we laid down our basic tracks over what Kim had just recorded. Mm-hmm. So uh, on day number two of the recording, I remember uh, Kim came in, gave us some instruction and listened to what we were doing and added some stuff that day himself. Uh, but basically, we had to build the record like that. So I have to imagine if there was another Savoy Brown recording to happen, we could do the same thing with the demos that he's already had, mm-hmm. uh, you know, try to uh, 
put it together that way, you know, it might be a little more tricky, but it certainly might be worth it, you know, uh, to try. Um, the technology is definitely there, you know, of course. Yeah. Um, so I know a lot of times when people pass, particularly people that have been around a long time and have big names, they do uh, tribute things, even like tours. Is there any plan to do anything like that, possibly? Well, I mean, we've talked about it for sure. Uh, I I would love to be involved in something like that. Um, right now, uh, it hasn't been talked about seriously. It has been talked about in passing, but uh, I would I think it would be a great idea to put that to put that together someday. And um, man, I'm I'm all count me in if they're putting <laughs> one together. <laughs> I'm sure we could so. find a lot of fans and um, you know fellow guitarists would be up for it. What do you think? Oh, man, I'm telling you, I, I think there would be a lot of people. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that covered, been covering some Savoy Brown tunes. I, mm -hmm. You know, Government Mule, for example, just, just did Street Corner Talking. So, uh, oh, okay. On one of their records. Yeah, so uh, I think the Kentucky Headhunters did some, did one of them, I mm, think. Uh, very nice people. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I interviewed the uh, guitarist a couple of months ago here, so, yeah. Yeah, Greg Martin, right? Mm -hmm. Is that Greg? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, he's he's got his own show, and uh, Pat and I yeah. were on it. Uh, yeah, he was wonderful. He, fantastic, fantastic human being. Great, mm -hmm. great guy. Yeah. See, we just got to get in the right ear to get this going, don't we? <laughs> yeah i know i know i it never it never occurred to me when greg was talking to us i think that uh we should have brought that up with him said hey mm. uh, you know <laughs> yeah. can you can you help us get this together you yeah. i'm sure he would be on it <laughs> yeah. let's make a plan to do that let's gang up on him <laughs> <laughs> all right well i really appreciate you taking the time um uh I wish you continued success, not only with the music to stay alive with um, Savoy Brown, but I'm sure you and Pat could um, definitely find things to do, not only together, but separate, however it lands. Right. You know? You've got a good resume going yeah, there, still, don't you? Yeah, we're still playing together, actually. Um, a nice story real quick. I can tell sure. it real quick. Um, what happened was... Uh, Maybe about five or six years ago, uh, we were in a at a festival in Iowa. I remember, and um, this uh, this guitar player was hanging out uh, after he had played and wanted to talk to Kim. And it was uh, Sean Chambers. Sean had never met Kim, mm -hmm. and uh, Sean's from Florida. I don't know if you're aware of him, but uh, he's a wonderful guy and a great guitar player. And uh, so. We all hit it off that day and uh, had a, developed a friendship. And Kim and Sean used to talk occasionally. Uh, became, they were sort of kindred spirits after that. And uh, mm. so when it became uh, apparent that uh, Kim couldn't tour, uh, he wasn't going to be able to tour last year, uh, Sean had approached uh, Pat and said, would you guys be interested in backing me up on a tour with Kim's Blessing? So we all talked to Kim, and uh, Kim said, yeah, man, I think that would be great. So uh, we did some work with, with Sean, and Sean's also label mates. He's also on Corto Valley mm -hmm. uh, Records. So 
so we started to do some work with Sean and we're continuing, uh, Pat and I, and uh, so far uh, we're trying to get it together to book more dates. We're really focusing on uh, 2024 at this point. So mm -hmm. uh, hopefully we'll get it together, but uh, it really spawned out of that, out of that day uh, that uh, Sean, Sean wanted to meet Kim. So that was a nice, it was nice. Yeah. You keep the torch aflame and do like him. Just keep it until you drop. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. All righty. Well, thanks again, Garnet. Um, again, continued success. Appreciate you uh, spending okay. some time with us. Um, hopefully the next time I talk with you, it'll be about whatever project you're doing, possibly with Sean. Right. Okay. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. All right. My pleasure. You take care. Until next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>